Let's go to God. In the name of Jesus, we pray and wait, for you promised to comfort us, or that we will somehow be comforted when we mourn. So send us comfort from your saving heart. The living Jesus says, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Maybe you are poor in spirit today. Maybe you're not. But if you are not, you have been, and you may be poor in spirit again. Ours is the kingdom of heaven. And then the living Jesus says, in the very next breath, blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Those who are poor in spirit and those who mourn. Is it any wonder that Jesus begins the most famous sermon in history with the most common thing in the human condition? At any point in our life, we are all downcast, our spirits are dried up wells, we mourn, we grieve, we ache over the loss of loved ones, loss of hopes, disappointment with the world, and the way... We thought things were going to turn out. Everything from a child scraping her knee, riding her bike in the driveway, to an 18-year-old with a broken heart, to not getting your dream job, to the loss of a child, to adjusting to new normal. When you liked old normal, just fine. I mean, what if I don't want the kingdom of heaven? I liked the kingdom of Jeff just fine, thank you. <laughs> and what if I don't feel like being comforted just, that, just yet? What about those times when you miss the comfort of being sad? But, like an everyman ideal parent, like Atticus Finch or Florida Evans, somehow, some way, God showers us with the comfort of heaven. But maybe we're not ready to receive it yet. But the Holy Spirit of our God that we know through Jesus keeps comforting, keeps placing the treasures of heaven inside us on this very day. And then Jesus gets down to business. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Meek. We've heard this one defined in all sorts of ways, but when Jesus said meek, whatever form of the word, He meant meek. Gentle. Quiet. Unassuming. And the reason he said it probably 
is as simple as the word itself. He is now setting up the rest of his preaching as we will hear it in the Gospel of Matthew. Worldly norms are turned completely upside down. You have heard that it was said, love those who love you, hate those who hate you. But I tell you, love them too. You've heard that it was said, bombastic millionaires will inherit the earth. But I tell you, the meek shall inherit the earth. Not the earth, even as we think of it by our standards. But Jesus' turned upside down standards of the new creation. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Now you're talking. We like being full. Jesus serves a satisfying meal of righteousness. But, like the meek, Jesus is highlighting the hungry. Those who know what it is like to be hungry, but also those who know what it is like to be full. Both will be filled with Holy Spirit meals. Holy food and drink. Sanctify them by your Holy Spirit to be for your people the body and blood of your Son, the holy food and drink of new and unending life in Him. Blessed are the merciful, for they will receive mercy. Give mercy, get mercy. It sounds like some sort of karmic transaction. You know, what comes around goes around. But then again, on some basic human level, if you are kind, people tend to return kindness to you. Not always, but a lot of the time. Just remember that these words of Jesus are playing on a much bigger field than human experience. They may start with our human experience, but then they go beyond. Out well into the creation of the Creator who watches us practice mercy, who is defined by mercy, who gives joyfully, who values our lives of mercy over our acts of religion. I've said it before, and I'm going to say it at least a thousand more times. If we are going to mess up, let us mess up on the side of mercy. Jesus says that the merciful receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Pure. That's a tough one these days. When surrounded 
by what feels like nothing but impurity. And the images we see, the food we eat, the messages we hear. When was the last time you heard a popular message about purity? Not puritanical religious social norms, as though that was the definition, but Jesus' purity, that kind of purity that goes beyond outward appearances, but real Jesus' purity that goes deep down into the human heart, our motivations, something that sometimes only you know. It's not for show or for teaching or for setting an example. It's just you sitting quietly, wanting the very best for the entirety of creation, even your own day-to-day activities. No reward, no payoff, no accolades. Just purity. But, however, you will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers. For they will be called children of God. There goes Jesus again, turning everything upside down. Just as Jesus lived in a time of tremendous discord and division between those who hated Rome and those who decided to play along to get along, Jesus still lives in a time of tremendous discord between those of us who can barely stomach the status quo and those of us who believe that compromise is the better path. And do you know which one of us in those scenarios is right? Whether in the year A.D. 32 or 33 or 2020, which one of those is right? You know the answer? Neither one. Do you know who's right in these scenarios according to Jesus? The peacemakers. Yeah, but can't you be more specific? No, I can't. But maybe we can discern together. Maybe we can listen together. Maybe we can figure it out together. Who's in? But, by the way, if you choose a path of peacemaking, okay, ask Jesus, Gandhi, Mother Teresa, Martin Luther King, Malala Yousafzai, if you choose a path of peacemaking, Expect persecution. Therefore, blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Okay, Jesus, so you mean like the poor in spirit, same thing? Yes, same thing. In fact, here is that statement in more detail, but with a prescription. Blessed are you 
when people revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you. Falsely, on my account, rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven. For in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. You know why Jesus brings up the prophets who were before you? It's because every generation thinks that they have it worse than anyone who has ever gone before them. Not true. And yet, all the while, during our strivings for peace, our practice of mercy, and as we hunger for the righteousness put on beautiful display by the life of Jesus, as we traverse the desert with poor spirits, as we ride the tumultuous waves of grief, we are wrapped up in a promise we get to share together in the kingdom of heaven, and we are comforted in real time by the living real creator and sustainer of everything who still fills the deep places of our hungry and thirsty hearts and minds with holy food and drink of new and unending life in Jesus. Yeah, but Can't you be more specific? I can't. Not by myself. I can't be mercy by myself. I can't be peacemaker by myself. But maybe we can discern and listen and figure it out together. Amen. Amen.